Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Tracy. Tracy Goody is a soul alchemist, a life, business, and spiritual coach for women ready to claim their best life and empower themselves into more fulfillment, more joy, and more peace. Tracy is an intuitive and energy healer and combines her love and knowledge of working with the law of attraction with spiritual and mindset principles to to create soul level transformation, aka alchemy. And there's actually a book that I was reading the alchemist. Yeah. Have you read that book? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. I read it years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good book. I'll have to link it up in the show notes for anybody who hasn't read it. Uh, Tracy is self-educated work, work from home wife, mom of three with a puppy and a hedgehog. Oh, hedgehog. <laughs> so she knows firsthand what it takes to bring this transformation into our modern action packed lives. I feel like self-education for most things is really how it all begins. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I always say experience trumps education. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that I want, I'm, I'm going to school for psychology. That doesn't mean I want my therapist to never have gone to school. Or your That's doctor. Not, right. Absolutely necessary. But I feel like you really don't get, don't really get it until you've done it. Right. Yeah. Um, or you've experienced it yourself. So, you know, I've been in therapy for years. I'm not saying I'm a therapist, but because I've experienced, I have a little more knowledge than this fresh girl out of college who may have never had any experience with it. Um, so I have, I, I feel like I have a, an upper hand, even though yeah. I, you know, when I graduate college, I'll be like, Hey, I've already been through this and, and done a little bit. So, uh, so take us back. A lot of people, when, when we talk about spirituality, yeah. it becomes this Loaded. really, yeah, this really taboo subject, right? Yeah. And uh, people feel like, oh, if I have a religious belief, I can't believe in the spiritual aspect. Yes. So where did your spiritual, where did this start, start for you? Where did it start? Where did it come from? Well, I was raised Catholic. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it didn't really come from there. <laughs> um, I kind of just went along with the scene there until I was like out of it. Then I was like, okay, bye. But um, it really came from just like one step after another. Like even as like a child and a teenager, I was kind of like intuitive. Like I would just, but in the sense that I would just love nature and I would just have a big imagination and things like that. And I never really put two and two together that that was a form and that was my form of spirituality until, you know, much later after babies and all of this kind of searching and stuff like that. So it really just came from a connection to nature, enjoying being alone and writing and um, imagination is where it really started. So it's, it is interesting because spirituality can be like, it doesn't have to be these religious things with rules or like it can overlap. Like if you are, have a religion that you believe in and you're uh, connected to and dedicated to, it doesn't mean you can't incorporate other parts of spirituality to the complement it. So yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's how it started with me. I used to be the kid that would, I grew up on 50 acres of land. I'd get lost in the woods yes. like for hours on end. Yeah. Just, you know, me in a book, I'd be fine and go. Mm -hmm. And I, nature to me is, I live in a city right now and it's, it, it really throws off my vibe. Yeah. <clears throat> I've lived here for eight years and I'm like, I cannot wait to move away. <laughs> uh, 
But nature is like this balm for my soul. I went camping with a friend of mine this summer and she was like, you became like this whole different person. Yeah. Yep. You know, being out in nature. I'm like, it's rejuvenating for me. It I is. love it. Yeah. And yep. I was kind of like you growing up. I was very intuitive. My, my grandmother used to tell me I have an old soul yes. since I was little. Yeah. I remember her yeah. telling me I was an old soul and I was like, where did, where did, I asked her the last time I saw her, I'm like, where did you get that from? She's like, I don't know. It just, it's, I look at you and think like, you must be that. a soul. Yeah. <laughs> and she's Catholic. So I'm like, you didn't even believe in reincarnation. So. <laughs> and this is what I find too, like, because my, I have like a giant extended family as in like my parents each have like 10, 11, 12, 13 brothers and sisters. Right. Wow. And so there's this huge Catholic family. Um, and as I've been coming out more and more with kind of more the intuitive kind of like witchy side of myself, I am surprised how they're like, oh, this is amazing. Like they, they love it. It's not really the response that I was expecting, but in a way that, I don't know, it's, it's really interesting how it kind of goes together. And even yesterday, I accidentally put a video on my personal page instead of my business page talking about like, uh, you know, what to do with the full moon and stepping into your power, purpose, and potential. And so that went on my personal page instead of my business page. And I was like, oh no, like, you know, all of this family is going to see it. And it ended up getting tons of views, comments, likes, and shares from all of them. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I find my whole family has a little witchy side. Yeah. <laughs> I think my grandmother has suppressed it, but like, yes. My cousin, my mom, and I, we're, we're all like that where we, even yeah. as a young child, I remember being drawn to things that yeah. weren't quite what we had learned at growing yes. up in Catholic family. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. it was kind of fascinating. So when was that point in time where we would say was really the turning point? You had a lot yeah. of interest in spirituality yeah. growing up, but usually there's a point. Yeah. And it was after I had my third child. So I hopped right pretty well from uh, high school to travel to babies. Like it was boom, boom, boom like that. Um, and not a lot of time to breathe in between. And so my life was just all about babies while I was having babies. That's just how right. it was for me. And then after the birth of my third child, I was just like, wait a minute. Like I want something for myself. I'm actually a person too, outside of being a mother and outside of being a wife. Um, and that's when things started kind of sparking for me again. And actually what started sparking it was I originally had another online business. I was a virtual assistant and then an online business manager. So I grew that company to hire a couple people, um, which was great because that freed up my time and gave me the income to fund my spiritual journey. Um, yeah, so it was great. So it was actually starting a business that really woke me up to kind of personal development. And then from mm -hmm. personal development, it was just kind of like, you know, you pick up a book that interests you and then that's how the spirituality kind of really bloomed from there. Yeah. Yeah. The similar thing happened to me. I would say like <clears throat> growing up, I was similar to you. I'm sorry for my audience. If I keep clearing my throat, I, I was telling Tracy, I'm trying to kick something and it just is hanging out. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, but I had this interest growing up but it didn't really bloom until I got into the personal development aspect. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to podcasts and I started to, to read different books and they're mentioning spirituality and different things that I'm just like, and I still would say that I, I, I'm not a beginner. I would say I'm an intermediate on oh, the yeah. spiritual journey. Yeah. Uh, definitely not like the more advanced, but I'm working on it. But that's how it happened with me too, is I started reading these things, things started clicking into place. And I was like, Oh yeah, that makes total sense. I've yep. actually been drawn to this like 
my entire life. Whenever it clicks like that, it's so fun too, right? (laughs) Yes, there certainly is. So you started, what do you mean when you say that you started on your spiritual journey? Yes. Okay. So it was basically back whenever I was about 15, I was like, I would read like tarot cards and things like that. Like I would love that, that whole world and like kind of the ritual aspect of like just the candles. And I remember I had different books that had, you know, different spells in it and things like that. So I would do that and steal stuff from my mom's kitchen and herb garden. And anyway, um, and so of course, forgetting about all that, getting serious about life, having babies. And then whenever that all ended, part of the uh, personal development was kind of like, looking within, right? And coming back to that, um, coming back to your intuition and your inner knowing. And then I was like, oh yeah, I have those cards somewhere. And so I went and found kind of those original cards that I had back then. And then from there, it was just like, I still have this connection. And then um, where did it even go from there? I hired, um, I hired a spiritual coach at one time. And um, I found that everything that she was talking to me about was all stuff that I kind of new on a deeper level, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. it all just kind of like clicked and made a lot of sense. But then from there, it was really just a series of books, like courses, whatever I can get my paws on. Right. It was, it started off a lot of, um, like law of attraction stuff because I was like, this makes sense. I want to get what I want. So it's kind of like coming at it from, from that angle. And then it took me in a totally different direction than what I ever thought. (laughs) That's awesome. I do. I do feel like it's uh, one spiritual coach I was working with called it breadcrumbs. Yes. Follow the breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. 100%. Each each little thing is going to lead you to the next thing. And at times you may feel like you're not going very far, but then one more thing will click and you'll, you know, keep going on that. And I, I tell my clients that it's really important that we have some sort of spiritual beliefs whatever those might be. It's different for everybody. Some people, it is religious beliefs. And for some people, like my husband is, he believes that there are aliens and he believes in reincarnation. Yeah. He doesn't believe in anything. Like he's like, there's no God. Those are the only two things. (laughs) Yeah. Those are the only two things. I'm like, oh, that's kind of random, but that's a place to start. But (laughs) you know, everybody has certain beliefs and I feel like sometimes people are so dead set in what they, their beliefs that they're not willing to open their minds a little bit. Have you run into that at all on your journey? You know, I have a little bit. There was, um, and really only, I think it was one particular time where I had like, uh, like a clarity call with somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So they were kind of deciding if they want to work with me. And I think they had booked like a a small session to see what it was all about. Mm -hmm. And my sessions are, um, they're, they're interesting anyway, but we go like, it's, it's like a psychic reading, basically energy healing, all of this stuff. Right. So we went in and did this. She's like, she's like, okay, well, what you're saying makes sense. And I like it, but she's like, but how does this work with my religion? And I right. was like, well, whatever I say, you don't have to believe or take it on as your own. Just if it feels good, believe it. If it doesn't, then just push it aside and don't worry about it again. And yeah. it was just, it was just a little bit too much um, for her, but that was the, really the only time that I've ever noticed like anybody finding that it clashes. Most people I speak to are pretty open, but I mean, those are the people that I draw in. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had this one girl that had signed up for a connection call with me and I'm a life coach. I work with people on time management boundaries and self-care. So we don't, if somebody has a religious belief, I will bring it into it. Cause I mean, if prayer is part of their, their routine, then absolutely. It's going to be part of whatever we talk about right? Or if uh, going to church is part of it, you know, that's part of their environment. We're going to talk about that. 
And I had this one girl, we had the connection call and it seemed to go well. And she joined my private community and I shared some, uh, I shared a article about racism from a priestess. And the uh, next day I get an email from the girl saying, I cannot work with you. You offended me. I am not, uh, I'm looking for somebody who is more aligned with my religious beliefs. And it was very offensive that you shared, not about the racism, about the, from a boot or for, I don't remember what kind of priestess she was. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like that, that, I mean, I never run up against somebody that was that, that hard, hardcore. Yeah, yeah. In their beliefs yeah. that I was like, that I would share an article that the, we weren't even talking about spirituality per se in the article, yeah. but just because it was from somebody who considered herself a priestess or, you know, um, I shouldn't say considered herself. I, she must have gone through some sort of, you know, something, something yeah. to become <laughs> some a priestess. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of fascinating for me yeah. because it, I feel like spirituality and religion don't have to be separate. I feel like they can, you can have these beliefs and some extra out there and still have religious beliefs. I I feel like they can work together versus being like these enemies. Exactly. Exactly. And we have to think too, like this stuff has to evolve at some point, right? Right. Like to think that this is the set of rules it is. And now forever, this is the set of rules and this is the set of exactly how it is. And that's just a part of kind of like being that open and flexible, um, mind, right? Where, but that, that works for a lot of different things too, where the more open and flexible you are, the more you're going to discover what actually nourishes you. Yeah. So, so right. And I, you know, we got to understand that a lot of the the things people believe now nowadays that that evolved thousands of years ago. Yeah. We've come a long way and we know a lot more and things were tainted by the perceptions of the people during that time period. So we do have to evolve as human beings and say, (coughs) maybe just maybe it may not be what I believe it might be. There might be something more, something more to it. So I love that you, you brought that up. So how you, you went on this spiritual journey, you started, you changed your virtual assisting business. How did you end up where you are today? So again, it's just been breadcrumbs this whole time. So it started off with um, a certain book that I read that I was like, this caught my attention. I started learning about the chakra system. And I was like, I really like this. A, because it's organized and B, because there's pretty colors. Like yeah. these, these, that's, that's all it took for me. And then I was like, I really love this. And then so I looked more into the author, ended up taking courses from her. And then I got more into um, the self-healing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So like releasing heavy emotions and things like that. Um, that was a big part of it as somebody who struggled with depression and, you know, still does time here and there, right? Like, so pretty well, everybody does, right? Come on. There's not too many people that don't, but, um, I wanted to learn to self-heal myself, but not only that, but because I understood the law of attraction, I understood how my beliefs were, you know, creating my reality. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be able to switch up what I was believing in a way that was more effective than just, um, like saying an affirmation or something like that and waiting three years. So I started learning EFT tapping, 
And mm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's insanely powerful. Yes, I've heard of it, but maybe my audience has, so yeah. can you tell them a little bit more about yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And definitely Google it if, if it's like, if it's a breadcrumb for you. Right. Um, but it's emotional freedom technique. So you're basically tapping on energy centers of the body, which is the same place that they're putting like acupuncture needles and things like that. You're tapping on energy centers of the body and you're focusing on uh, a trauma or a heavy emotion or something like that. And it releases that emotion from your system. Um, and it just feels so, so much better. You can use EFT tapping for that. You can also use it to get intuitive information or to do all kinds of things, tap in new empowering beliefs. It's really, really cool. So then I did my chakra healing courses and then I did my EFT tapping. What came after that? Then the intuitive growth started really happening after I started doing EFT tapping. Um, and all this time I'm you know, training myself in mindset coaching and all that stuff. And then the intuitive aspect started really coming up where I was like, I'm not intuitive. Like I don't, I don't have this. Like, you know, I have, um, I play with my cards and this and that, but it doesn't mean anything. I can't read people. Like I don't right. see auras or ghosts. I don't talk to dead people. Um, and, <laughs> I, I, and that right there is a misunderstanding. So many right? people have about this intuitive psychic world is like, they would still talk to dead people. That's yeah. What Exactly. Or I have to like see shit or like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not like that. Um, so once I found that out and I was actually working with a business coach at the time, um, who was like this psychic business coach. And she was like, you know, what are you doing? You know, you have access to all of this stuff. And I was like, no, I don't. And then I was like, Oh, or maybe I do. And then as soon as I was like open to that and open to the mm -hmm. fact that it's actually natural for me, it's natural for everybody. It's just like a muscle, just like your arm. If you don't move your arm for 35 years, it's going to be tricky to move your arm at first. And so right. it takes a little practice. Um, so anyway, I started developing that muscle. And again, courses and books and practice, um, it led me down a hole of um, working with and learning from about four different teachers uh, for something called the Akashic Records. Oh, so, yes. Okay. Yeah. I have heard of it, but, but maybe Yay. my audience has. <laughs> so just really quickly, Akashic Records is basically your soul book. So the way that I see it um, is that, so a medium will access kind of like this area of energy where people who have passed on would go. Whenever I access the Akashic Records, it's just kind of like a different area of energy. Um, I kind of just see it, I don't know, I, I see it differently for all people, but it just has information about what your soul has been through, past life stuff, if you believe in that. If you don't, it doesn't have to go there. Um, it has information about what you're currently working on, lessons, challenges, relationships that you're having, um, your soul's purpose and gifts. And it's, I found that like, I was just like, like the word alchemist. Um, it's just something that kind of called to me. Right. And whenever I read that book, alchemist, uh, the alchemist, I was like, I don't know why I just love this word, but right. it's all about like, like, it's all about transmutation, like turning something that's a lower vibration into a higher vibration. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of like what I'm all about. But once I started um, learning the Akashic Records, that's when my intuition was like, boom, like here's all this information, here it is really clear, and all of your senses are gonna wake up now. And I mean, it wasn't like an overnight thing, it was a practice for hours a day for like a year before I was like, you know, really feeling that confident um, and had done hundreds of readings and things like that. But yeah, that's, it's all that it's been for me is just breadcrumbs following it and then just continually pushing myself outside of my comfort zone really as to what am I capable of? What can really happen here? How happy can I get with my life? Right. And I want everybody to know for, <clears throat> we mentioned, I, I, I mentioned this briefly earlier, 
uh, when somebody says they're an intuitive, that can mean many different things. And even when we talk about Akashic records, because yeah. I have a friend of mine who does them as well. And when yeah. she's practicing to get certified, she needs so many hours. And yeah. so she did on me. And what I was expecting something different, but she said everybody does it differently. So for yeah, me, she was able to see who my higher self is. What does she look yes. like? What does she expect? And apparently she is like this woodland fairy type warrior. Not surprised. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, it really does make sense when people yeah. know me and they know like I'm into nature and I am, yeah. I mean, it, it really like fit with who I, who I am. Yeah. Um, but that's, that might be different than what you could see when you're yes. reading them. So if somebody's like, well, I've already had my records read, that doesn't mean that you can't be open to somebody else doing it. If they do it, they might do it differently. Absolutely. And even, yeah, as I was going through my training, like I said, I worked with like a couple of different teachers. So I worked with a couple of different training groups as well, where we would partner up and everybody saw it so differently. And the way that I work with the records is kind of shamanically is the best way that I can describe mm -hmm. it. So like I can see things, I can feel them in my body, um, like all that good stuff, but I can also like shift energy in the records and things like that too. So it's, it's really, really, it's almost tricky to explain. It's kind of like an experiential thing, but it's really, really cool. And anything that I'm talking about today that you're like, Oh, that's interesting. Like Google it and just check it out more because yeah. it's, it's really fun to do that. It is really fun. And you know, even if somebody's listening and they're kind of hesitant, they're like, this sounds way too far out there for I've me. I've been there. <laughs> you know, at least give it a try. Cause yeah. like you said, Tracy, maybe it will resonate with you. Maybe it won't. And I always say that to people, if something doesn't resonate with you, don't do it. Cause that's obviously not meant for you. Yeah. But, don't force yourself. Yeah. Maybe it would be something where they're suddenly like, wow, that yeah. makes total sense. So yeah. I don't want anybody yeah. listening to shut themselves off and be like, you know, I'm not going to keep listening to this because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because we have all these like beliefs and perceptions and this childhood programming we were brought up with that it's kind of hard for us to get out of that. But the only way you're going to be able to is make yourself a little uncomfortable. Absolutely. And like, I mean, as I went through all of these trainings and teachings and development, I had to get over like so many unbelievable blocks about it's okay for me to do this. You know, I'm not going to be abandoned if I do this. Everybody's not going to hate me if I do this. And those, like none of that was reality. That was just my subconscious beliefs thinking that it's not safe to do these things. Um, and again, a lot of that is inherited. A lot of that's inherited from like even generations back. And I know right. I'm I'm even reading a book right now um, written by a psychologist who is studying how we carry forth like memories and beliefs from our ancestors yeah. in our DNA. And it's outrageous. We're carrying all this stuff forward. So just, it's like, think for yourself. It's, it's tricky, but <laughs> it's science guys. And a lot of yeah. the stuff that, um, you know, we're mentioning it does, there's actual scientific proof that this exists. Like you're yeah. talking about the generations of you carrying things from your ancestors yeah. In genetics, it talks about yeah. how we can carry certain things from our ancestry. It's very, I mean, the human, the human skin suit is far more complex than we even can even fathom. Yeah. That we're carrying these different things with us. And then we're complex, add on top of that, the universe and what's going on in the universe, far more complex than that. Yeah. We're finding <laughs> these different things. They're even... Gen I mean, uh, generations ago, if you had told somebody you have a certain kind of energy, they'd be like, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, actually, science has proven, e uh, yes, humans do have an energy field. 
Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, things affect us. Yeah, exactly. It, it's really, really cool uh, to see different, to see all the different scientific advancements because it is catching up to a lot of these spiritual concepts now. So it, it is like pretty amazing. And that really helped me too because I was coming at it from a place where I was working in business management and I had this logical mind about me, right? right. So it, there was a lot to connect the two, the connect the, yes, I'm intuitive, but I'm also logical. So how does this work? So, oh yeah, that's yeah. a struggle for me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the, and I think that has something to do with like the whole earth fairy thing, right? Because we want to be grounded and we want to yeah. be kind of like in real life. But at the same time, we recognize that there's greater things, there's magic, there's, there's all kinds of things out there. Um, so yeah, the marrying the science and intuition is a really great place. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it helps me when I'm like, there's actual science to prove yeah. that this stuff is real, Yeah, you know, or even, even if you don't even think about it as science has proven it, but if you think about those things that just don't make sense, yeah. right. The person who can remember, you know, centuries ago living in this exact same place. I mean, there's, there's actual there's stories yeah, <laughs> where people can tell you I was this person. I did this thing. I did that thing. And yeah. like, we're not talking about like famous people. We're talking obscure people that people yes. you actually had to dig back in records to figure out that to find out. Oh shit. This person, yeah. I mean, this person actually existed. That actually happened to them. Holy yeah. crap. Um, yeah. but it exists. And like, I like, try to explain that away from me because like to me, like, you know, yeah. sometimes things are unexplainable. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast before, but <clears throat> when I was a teenager, I was supposed to go to the mall with my friend and right before my mom was going to take me, I felt really sick. And I was like, I can't go. Something's wrong with me. I don't feel well. And I called my friend. And I said, I can't go. Mm -hmm. well, literally five minutes later, I just got chills. Uh, little, yeah. literally five minutes later, I get a phone call. My friend had gotten in an accident and a pole had gone through the passenger side window. Oh my goodness. Where I would have been sitting. She, yep. she, it wasn't even like she was driving crazy. It's not like she drove in a way that she would have drove differently if I was in it. Uh, they were doing road work on the road that she was on and her tire slipped off the road and got, went into the gravel and she spun out of control. Yep. And though, I mean, she survived the accident, but I would not have if I would have exactly. been in the car. So I like try to tell me because I felt fine. Literally after I made that phone call, I almost called yeah. her back to say, oh, I can go now because I felt better. And then I got the phone call. She'd gotten a car accident. That's crazy, right? Right? I yeah. mean, tr people try to explain this way to me because like that's yeah. the sort of thing that I'm talking about. That there's just things you can't explain. Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes you just know things. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. And it's, it's interesting too, just when you're talking about that, it reminds me of like, it's how you mentioned, you said, I think you were, you said you were a teenager when that happened. Yeah. And I find kids are so in tune too. Like my goodness, some that used to freak me out too. When my children were young and I'd go into their bedroom and they'd be like, Oh, I'm talking to this man or, you know, like imaginary right. friends. And I'd be like, I'm just going to slowly back away and <laughs> run back to my bedroom because you're freaking me out. But yeah, I find kids are very in tune. <laughs> my niece one time told my aunt, you remember when you were little and I was big? Yeah. And she was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, and we were wearing these dresses. And she describes elaborately these dresses yeah. that they wore when she said she was big. She was, uh, she was like three or four. So yeah. it was not like, so in her brain, she met adult and child. Exactly. She said, and then she's explaining like the different people who are around. And she's like, you know, my mom, my mom was there too. She knows. Yeah. And my mom's just like, what are you talking about? But it was yeah. just, 
It was so, so elaborate. Yeah. And she had only yeah. seen my aunt maybe one time in her entire life. So how would she know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I find stuff like that very, very, very cool. And that's what I, like my daughter, I have like all different angel cards and stuff like that. And when she's trying to make a choice, I'm always like, okay, so we'll tune into your heart. You choose an angel card and then you just see what feels right in your body. And it's really, really cool to, to watch kids do that too and kind of rely on their own, that, that inner heart judgment as opposed to, well, should I make this choice? Because like, for example, she was making a choice about what sport to play. And she was just like, daddy would be happy if I played hockey. And she's like, right. you know what I mean? And trying to make the choice. And I'm I like, love hey, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> well, my kids are all in it anyway. But um, I was like, you need to make the choice for yourself. And so we're like practice kind of going within because kids have this amazing sense of, of intuition and of direction that if we don't crush it, then it works really well for them the whole life. Right. My, yeah. my son is very empathic. Like he can sense people's feelings like, and, and I think he hasn't quite figured out how to not it's sense tricky. it so much. Yeah. yeah. Because he takes them on yes. um, for himself yeah. and I'm still trying to learn that as an adult. So I try yeah. to, you know, help him like with boundaries yes. and stuff like that, but he's very empathic. Like he'll go hug strangers in the store and I'll apologize and be like, no, I needed that. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. how the hell does he know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little earth angel. Aw. <laughs> yeah. The kid, I mean, kids are fascinating and they yeah. say it's because they're not so far removed from, you know, not being in the human skin suit. Exactly. To, to really tune into that. And when I was a kid, I got, that got shut off for me. And for years it was shut off. Same, yeah. You know, I had told, I'd freaked my mom out cause I knew I, I, didn't know she was the one that was going to hurt her leg, but I kept having, she kept calling it a growing pain. And it was in my right leg. It was in my knee area and it was excruciating. And literally a week later, my mom was running from first to second base in a muddy field. And she went to turn and her bottom leg stayed in the mud and the top turned. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Same leg, same area that I yeah. was in so much pain. Yeah. And I didn't know like why it was in pain, but I just knew it wasn't a growing pain. And so she, she was, I, it scared her so much. She'll, Absolutely. she'll even say like, that scared the crap out of me that you yeah. just knew. And I would say stuff all the time when I was a kid that was like super accurate. And my, my <laughs> mom was like, it was just scary. And I was yeah. like, eh. but then they shut it down. Like, you know, yeah. Then it invalidated me. So exactly. Then I, I shut it off for years where I was just like, eh, no, you know, it's, it's not safe to have those things. If, if you're, you know, if people, you kind of feel subconsciously like people are going to abandon you, then uh, yeah, I'll shut that off, please. Right. Yeah. So what are some ways that you would recommend that people could start tuning into their intuition? I always say this to people all the time, but I'm not as well versed in that side of like, how we can tune in. I yeah. mean, I always tell people like, you got to take care of yourself because if you're yeah. not sleeping well and you're not eating right and you're treating your body like crap, you're not going to be able to tune in at all. No, you're not, you're not going to be able to do too much of anything, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like, that's, that's a great basis. One of the things that I say really often is self-love, like so much. And that's, it's just like self-care, but only it's how are you thinking about yourself? What are you saying to yourself? When something doesn't go your way, are you blaming yourself? Are you feeling guilt? Are you feeling shame? Those are, those are the heaviest. Shame and guilt are the heaviest emotion. And whenever you have a lot of those, it's hard to hear anything good about yourself or anything kind of true within. Uh, so paying attention to how you're thinking about yourself, really important. Anything you can do to show yourself respect, love, kindness, 
just so wonderful. Like you said, even just the basics, getting enough water, food, rest, like just the basics. Even if you have a million things to do, you have a million children, go in the bathroom and lock the door and pretend you're pooping for 10 minutes. Right. Just, like, take that time for yourself. It doesn't matter, right? I've done that. I've had little fingers under the door and I just pop the earbuds in and I know they will be okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. Um, so that's a big one. And breathing is another one. Like everybody forgets to breathe. Like meditation is one of the things that I teach and that I do every day. And I still forget to breathe half the time, especially if there's something like stressful going on at my house or it's just chaotic, right? right? Just taking that time to take those breaths in and then just mindfully allowing them to go deeper in. That's the biggest thing. Um, and something that I find that works faster than anything else is just breathing into your heart. So just like having your hand over your heart and just breathing into it. And you can kind of like visualize a green or a pink or a gold energy, whatever pops into your mind. And just picture that going into your heart and then out through your feet. And that just grounds and centers you so that you can come to a place where there's not so much noise of all the things that are going on. Um, and I'm going to give you one more because I'm just kind of like okay. intuitive. What, what's going to work best for the listeners. So there's the self-love, be nice to yourself. There is breathing, just, you know, breathe and center and ground yourself. And then the third thing is journaling. Um, we have so much insight right there at the tip, yes. but a lot of us, our monkey minds are going with all the things that need to get done. So journal out in the morning or whatever, get up a few minutes earlier because it shifts your whole day. But journal out just number one, all the things that are on your mind. Might be a grocery list, might be all the things that you have to do, might be complaining about your husband. It doesn't matter. Like just get that out of your system and then write a question that you actually want to know the answer to and then see what comes out from there. And you're going to find that intuitive information really comes when you first empty out that monkey mind first. Yeah, I used to tell my <clears throat> clients, I shouldn't say used to, I haven't told a client in a while because it hasn't been relevant, is I call it the brain dump. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Every week do a brain dump because yeah. I mean, every day is even better, but even if every week, because a lot mm -hmm. of times we have so much going on in our head that we can't yeah. open up because we only have so much bandwidth. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And if all that bandwidth is taken yeah. up by all the crap that we need to do or all the things we're thinking of, then yeah. we're not actually able to use the rest of that, that, bandwidth. Exactly. And then our stress levels are higher too, right? Because there's always static going on, always stuff going on where even if you only stop to do, like you said, the brain dump when you're feeling overwhelmed, then do it then. Because even if you feel like you have no time taking five or 10 minutes to do that, like that brain dump just totally releases, well, it doesn't release all the overwhelm, but it lightens yeah. it enough that you can be focused and clear again. Exactly. So where are you going from here? What does what the future look like for Tracy on your spiritual journey? Future looks like for me, I don't know, but I'm okay with that. So <laughs> that's, that's the thing of it is getting over my fear of not knowing what's next, fear of the unknown. Um, so I'm pretty well there because I'm just kind of like flying by the seat of my pants at this point. But it's everything I can do for women's empowerment, everything I can do to bring more uh, light worker, intuitive people into their power, get people to kind of step over the things that are holding them back. Um, that's what's big for me. Who knows? Like I, I want to take it to children at some point because I have had a lot of really good um, experiences with my daughter who's really sensitive and carries a lot of emotional burdens. Yeah. Um, books, everything, everything. It's open. <laughs> I just keep doing all I can do. <laughs> so there's one thing that I, I had a question earlier and we kept talking. I forgot about it, but it just came into my head. Yeah. Is 
we've talked about energy healing, yep. but we didn't say what energy healing entails or what it means. Yes. yes. So before we wrap this up, could you go into that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So the easiest way that I'm going to explain it is, so we have our physical bodies and we can heal our physical bodies. Everybody's fairly familiar with that. We also have our emotional bodies and we can be healing our emotional bodies. This is where like, you know, therapy and EFT and these types of things come in. And then we also have a more subtle, which is our energy body, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is connected from this. Our energy body is, is vibrating at um, such a high level that we can't, we can't see it with our physical eyes. Science is catching up to it and this and that. But basically what energy healing is, that can be a lot of different things. Okay, what direction do I want to go with this? <laughs> energy healing is kind of looking at the root cause of things. So it's kind of going into the depths. So say, for example, you, are, um, you have this, this problem where you keep feeling like there's not enough time, there's not enough time. So you can look at that um, from like a mindset emotional thing and be healing it there. And you can also look at it from an energy kind of perspective where you're just releasing uh, the energy of feeling stressed, releasing the energy of feeling lack of time, and then from there you're empowered to then have more time. So you can do it like that. You can also just do it for kind of like relaxing. There's Reiki and different types of forms of energy healing that are like that, that is going to um, help to A, speed like physical healing and things like that, help to ease like emotional and mental pain, um, and then just, you know, relaxing the physical body. And that's another cool thing about energy healing too, is it relaxes the physical body enough that then your normal physical response can take over and start healing again. Um, energy, it can go in so many different ways. Like one of the ways that I work with energy healing um, is with Archangel energy, right? So I'll work with a specific Archangel. Right now it's Archangel Michael I'm working with a lot. And so he with that- He keeps coming up every time I talk he's to people. so cool. He's so cool. He's so powerful. He's just like, bam, I'm here. I'm like, ah, okay. And I find, <laughs> that, I find that my body gets really, really like hot and fiery when he's around. Yeah. Um, but just even like calling, like saying I'm open to working with Archangel Michael and picturing like a vibrant royal blue color, just doing that and breathing in and focusing on that color you're going to find your energy vibration change just by focusing on a color. So energy healing can go in so many different directions, but you can be energy healing yourself just by focusing on a color uh, for like a matter of 30 seconds, two minutes, and then just see how you feel differently. But yeah, energy healing is all about feeling. <laughs> so would you say that energy healing is more on a soul level healing? Yes, uh, in a sense kind of, but it affects all of the outer levels too, right? So if you're looking at it in terms of density, the physical body being very, very dense, you go down further to where it's um, not quite as dense in the energy, but that's going to affect what the denser thing is, which is your physical body. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And sometimes I'm like, did my past life cause me to be like this? You know what I mean? Cause I do, I truly, I, there's just too many coincidences yeah. <laughs> that I cannot like that. I can say like, I don't believe in past lives. There's just yeah. too many times where something just felt like I've been here before. Yeah. Or and, I know this person or there's something that's clicking. Yeah. Right. Like nobody can tell me why I fell in love with my husband, except yeah. somebody did tell me that we've been like, we have been in each other's lives like over and over and over again in different ways. Yeah. Like, you know, there's been times he's been different. He's not always been my husband. Yeah. Just different characters. Different characters. Yeah. But like when I met him, it was just like, I know you. Yeah. I yeah. like you. Yeah. Weird. 
awesome human being. Like the cut of your jib. Right. So, I mean, it's those kind of things that, that make me, you know, I have a hard time not believing in reincarnation. And I also, I cannot, you know, get my mind around this whole, like you die and it's over with sort of thing. I'm like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Why wouldn't we get like, you know, I like, I was reading a, a book and it was talking about how, oh, the celestial prophecies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about how, you know, you're learning different things in each lifetime. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense to me. That makes yeah. sense that we would get like, I'd get to do it over again to try to learn yeah. these different things. And of course, if we don't learn them, then we get to try again. And exactly. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe in this, like one life you're screwed sort of that mentality just doesn't resonate with me. So Pretty disempowering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It never has. Even as a child, I was just like, yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense. So, yeah. you know, that's just me. So I always like, you know, interested in like past lives and souls and energy and these different yeah. things that we can bring with us, not just genetics wise from our generation before us, but maybe on a soul level wise Absolutely. from past lifetimes. Yeah. And I find so many people take with them, like we carry with us the trauma of the lifetimes too. So a lot of what I do in the Akashic Records and in my energy healing work is healing the trauma of those past lives that maybe made you not trust men or maybe made you you know, fear of your intuitive abilities because in that past life you were taught that you'll die if you do that, right? right? So we heal the trauma from that, but then we keep the wisdom from it and we pull that back up. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very cool work. <laughs> it is. I mean, when I was younger for, for years, I would experience where I felt like somebody shot me in like yep. the middle of like my stomach. Yeah. And it was so realistic, like the feeling like yeah. that somebody had shot me. And I was like, I must have like during that time, like in a past life been shot. And that's exactly. why it was like hanging around with me, you know, yeah. and now I've moved past it. Now I, I just remember that like really feeling like yeah. I had been shot, like, and I would yeah. have dreams about it and everything. It was, it was just, it was an, again, a, an unexplainable event that exactly. I'm like, yeah. What other explanation is there? So yes. as we wrap up the podcast, Tracy, is there anything we haven't talked about or anything that you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, just to follow your breadcrumbs, like continue with anything that pulls to you, even if you don't know why you're interested in it or what's going to come of it. If you find yourself pulled to something, just go and learn more about it because that can spiral into your entire life purpose, into your career, into something totally different for you. So all your breadcrumbs. Yeah. Let's go I like that. that. That's how yeah. I ended up where I am today. So yeah. <laughs> I went from, uh, I was losing weight and I became a fitness coach. Yeah. And when I was a fitness coach. My clients were struggling with life problems that were causing not be able to be successful in their, their weight loss journey. Yep. And now I've completely stepped away from the whole weight loss thing. I think we don't even need to go there. It'll take a whole nother podcast episode <laughs> to where then I became a life coach. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I know these things and I can help yep. people with these things. And exactly. it's not a, a weight problem. It is a life problem. And yep. then with my clients from life coaching would have deeper rooted issues that I was not, I'm not. Um, trained and I don't have the tools to help them with. So I'm like, yeah. I want to help them on a deeper level. So yes. now I'm going to school for psychology. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's just one step after another. Absolutely. And then when I tell people I'm going to school to be a licensed psychologist, like I can see that. Yeah. That yeah. totally makes sense. Like yeah. every person I've told, they're like, I can totally see you doing that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. You are going to be great at that. And I'm like, 
Okay. Well, I guess I chose right, didn't I? <laughs> exactly. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just those breadcrumbs, like you're saying, to follow them. And it may not yeah. even be like where you're following them and you become the sole alchemist. And yeah. maybe that you... It's pretty weird and out there. Not many people do that. <laughs> yeah. It may be something else that leads you to what your yeah. life's purpose in this life is, like that Absolutely. thing that you're supposed to be doing. And it it may not be as glamorous as like curing cancer, right? And they do right. something seemingly insignificant, but it's not because it's, it's not. It's meant to be. There's something going to happen. There's, some, there's something that clicks. It, it clicks you into place and you'll feel it in your body when you feel the clicks. You'll feel that. Yeah. Right. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.